Okay, please find a comfortable and relaxed posture. Keep your back straight as much as you can and gently close your eyes. Take a few deep, long breaths. Breathe in through your nose. Breathe out through your mouth. Breathe in peacefully and breathe out peacefully. And slowly observe your body and your posture. Find your peaceful and comfortable posture. It is very important. And same time relax your body. Mindfully bring your attention to the moment. Slowly experience this stillness, peacefulness in this room around you. With having peaceful mind and body, let's start our practice.
Let's develop loving friendliness thoughts towards yourself. Be a loving and kind person to yourself. Repeat these words to yourself lovingly and kindly and same time find the meaning of the each words the deeper meaning and make sure to apply the meanings to your day to day life may i learn to forgive and accept myself May I be well in mind and body. May I be patient. May I learn to care for myself with joy and ease if you find one interesting word that you really like you can keep repeat it to yourself over and over with love and compassion towards yourself self love is very important it is not selfishness you are learning to accept yourself who you are you are not going to compare yourself with others you are always learning to practice acceptance also whenever you see you see your mistakes you are patient and diligent with yourself 
and you are learning to fix those mistakes with kind and compassion. Also, you can use your own words to practice self-love. Now you, we can extend our loving thoughts towards your loved ones. Imagine your friends, family members, your loved ones. And also there is someone in your family or one of your friend who needs your thoughts, blessings, wishes. You can think of them. You can think of anyone who is very special to you. May my loved ones be filled with loving kindness. May they be free from inner and outer dangers. May they be able to take care of themselves happily.
May my loved ones be well. May they be happy. May they be peaceful. Now we can expand our loving thoughts beyond this room, all over the world. You are perfect person to send loving kindness towards everyone because you are practicing loving kindness in this moment. You are the one of the loveliest person right now in this world. There are many things happening right now. Natural disasters, wars, difficult times, illness. People are having a hard time. May all the living beings be filled with loving kindness. May they be able to find peaceful and healthy environments. May all the living beings be well, be happy, be peaceful. As a loving-kindness practitioner, you can skip difficult ones and knowing people if you have. If you have anyone, any difficult people in your life, it is time to practice your loving-kindness towards them. It might be hard, it might be difficult, you may not like how way they talk, how way they behave. It is not easy to change them. 
But you have tools. You can change how way you think. You can change yourself. With having that advice, please practice. May my difficult people be filled with loving kindness. May they be well in mind and body. May they be able to find noble friends, noble guidance. Now please take few peaceful long breaths. And also it is perfect time to change your posture, move your body around if you want. Find a comfortable posture. We can have silent breathing practice. I'm not gonna use much words. You can mindfully pay your attention to your breath, your inner and breath. I would like to mention one thing. Whenever you are having any distractions, take a few deep long breath and come back to your breathing practice and let's start our practice breathe in mindfully breathe out mindfully
Breathe in mindfully, breathe out mindfully. Now mindfully and gently take a few deep long breaths. Today this beautiful morning you all are here to practice. You are spending productive time you are here to learn something, you are here to practice with us, which is beautiful. Therefore, in this moment, appreciate your time, your commitment, your dedication. You could do something instead of coming to the temple, but you decided to come and practice. I'm always mentioning people, this is your practice time. You come, you sit and you practice. But whenever we go outside, maybe right after the meditation, maybe in the parking lot, maybe in your business place or your workplace, maybe at your home, wherever you go, Many moments will come to you to apply your practice. Those each moments, be mindful, try to use your tools, which is your practice. With having that intention, please bring your hands together in front of your heart. Make a commitment to yourself to apply this practice every day.
at least two three minutes may peace be with you may all the living beings be well be happy be peaceful thank you so much please open your eyes <coughs> Okay let's start our chanting practice Namo tassa bhagavato arhato samma sambuddhassa Namo tassa bhagavato arhato ಸಂಬುದ್ಧಸ್ಸಂಬುದ್ಧಸ್ಸುದ್ಧಾಂಗಿ ಗಚ್ಛಾಮಿ ಸಂಘಂಗಚ್ಛಾಮಿ ದ್ವಿತೀಯಂಪಿ ಬುದ್ಧಾಂಗಿ ಧಮ್ಮನ್ ಗಚ್ಛಾಮಿ ದ್ವಿತೀಯಂಪಿ ಸಂಘಂಗಿ ಬುದ್ಧಾಂಗಿ ತೀಯಂಪಿ ಧಮ್ಮನ್ಗಿ ತೀಯಂಪಿ ಸಂಘಂಗಿಚ್ಛಾವತ್ ಸಂಕಾರ ಉಪಾದಯಧಮ್ಮಿನು ಉಪಾಜಿರುಜಾಂತಿ ತೂಪಸುಖೋ ಸಾಂತು ಸಾಬ್ಯಾಪ್ಯಾಪ್ಯಾಪ್ಯಾಪ್ಯಾಪ್ಯಾಪ್ಯಾಪ್ಯಾಪ್ಯಾಪ್ಯಾಪ್
ಥಾಂದುಖಮೇತಿ ಚಾಕಾಂಗ್ವಾಪದ ಮನೋಪುಬ್ಬಾಂಗಮ್ಮ ಮನೋಸಿಟ್ಟ ಮನೋಮಯ ಮನಸಾಚೆ ಪಸನ್ನ ಬಾಸಿವಾಕಿ ತುಖಮನ್ mind is the foreign of states mind is chief mind made are they if it the corrupted mind one should i this speak or acts suffering follows caused by that as does the wheel follow the ox's hoof mind is the foreign of states mind is chief mind made are they if it the clear and confident mind one should i this speak or act happiness follows caused by that as the shadow we believe we believe in generosity towards others we believe this skillful noble path is marked by generosity think generously speak generously act generously and this practice is allow us to become open accepting and forgiving we believe extending generosity to ourselves my wish may i become at all times both now and forever a protector for those without protection and a servant to all in needs by means of this meritorious deed may i never join with the unwise only the wise until the time i attain nirvana okay good morning everyone how are you today so thanks so much for being here and today we have a special dhamma talk by our noble friend bill reddy so maybe you have seen him here many times but uh, i can tell a lot about him um so if you do not know about that uh bante sujata started meditation 2002 and bill was one of the first member of first group and first day with bante sujata so almost i don't know 20 years ago still he is coming so he have seen the temples grow in the congregation is growing and he has a lot of experience and uh, so there's another thing also i would like to say about bill uh, whenever we are having something like maintains the bathroom breakdown the lights 
So we always call Bill, please come and we need your help. He's always come and help. He's, he support a lot to the temple and, uh, and also, um, a few other people. We have, we have a, once in a while we go, we go for a bike rides. So I tell Bill, he's our Blue Lords Bicycle Club president. I call him <laughs> because he's the one always, Bante, can you go for a bike ride? So then he come and pick up all the bikes and go and, we are having a really good time with Bill and so so I asked him to do a talk today and he has many experience about temple and about his practice. So now it is your time. Yeah, you can go there. And also yeah, his dad is he did the painting. Uh, the uh, cloud. He's a good painting and a good artist. <laughs> now you're in trouble, huh? <laughs> Morning, everyone. Uh, I haven't done one of these for a little while, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Um, you know, I've done a few of these. Um, never easy. I mean, always, always so happy that Bonte asked me to a point, but then, you know, then I have to come and do it. You know, I thought I was gonna, I was gonna say something funny, but before this, but I uh, kind of to break the tension for myself, but I couldn't come up with anything funny, so I'll just, uh, I'll just go right to it. So, um, uh, probably a long time ago, not actually not a long time ago, maybe about a year ago or so, I, um, I don't know how many of you read the Morning Coffee Wisdoms with Bhante Sujatha. He, you get it in your emails, and um, they come in every morning. And it's kind of like little sayings or little um, teachings, kind of almost like the Dhammapada, you know, little short little blurbs. And, you know, some of them are so... Um, so good, and I see some of them, they're just so, um, speak to me at the time, I guess, if you want to say. So when Bonte asked me to give, give the talk, I, um, I went back to these two that I had read within a couple of days of each other. And, um, and for some reason, they just struck a real chord, and I thought I would just pass them on and maybe base my talk loosely on these. Um, so the first was uh, Satipatthana is becoming conscious of our unconscious emotional reactions. So that was the first one. And the second one was, uh, look to others with awe and respect, even in their failings. Mindfulness is required of each person on the path. Without judging the journey of another, be aware of your own steps. So um, the reason I think they, to me, I think they work so well together is first, is the Satipatthana, is that seems to be like the real core of our practice. You know, really it's, um, I mean, of all the things we do and, you know, everything we read and um, all the teachings, um, if this is truly our practice, this is really, I, I think if there's anything, it's probably the most important thing because it really encompasses all like how we deal with our emotions and our mental states and all of that. And um, so that's why that struck such a strong chord with me. And the second one, I thought, it's both of these I consider very difficult to do for me. And, you know, especially in certain parts of my practice or my life, maybe especially when I was younger. 
Um, but you, to do the second, to look with others, I think, with awe and respect, you really have to kind of master that first one. And I, I don't mean, I don't know if I, master is the right word I want to use because it's just a word, but it's truly, I think you have to get to that point where you can sit with things that are very uncomfortable and very, um, um, things that just bring up fear in, in your body. And I think that um, that is something that is only going to help us get further. And that's the only thing that's going to, if we don't get past this point, I shouldn't say past it because this seems to be a constant in our life. This is something that we're always going to have to be working with, is our emotions and our our. Are, um, especially ones that we find in when they say hidden unconscious emotional reactions. And there's a reason they're hidden, obviously, you know, because they're not comfortable and there's nothing we like about them and we don't want, want them to be there. And um, So I think there's actually, I think dealing with our unconsciousness, we have to do this constantly. I mean, from the, from the beginning of our you know, practice probably early on in our life till probably till the end of our life. I mean, this is going to be something I think that's going to stick with me forever. I think it's a constant working with my feelings. It's a constant uncovering things in me maybe that I'm not so happy about or not so familiar, um, not familiar, but not so uh, comfortable with. So I think there's a, a transformation that happens, I think, in each of us. I can see it in myself, and I think there's like many transformations in me. Um, and a way of where I can approach these things that really scare me and everything, but maybe with not so much of a um, uh, reaction to the reaction, you know, unconscious reaction, a reaction to the unconscious reaction. So I wanted to bring up just something in, in my life. This is kind of a funny analogy to me that I think of, and uh, that is that um, I really love roller coasters. But I would say that, I would only say in the last 10 years would I say I really loved them. And I think earlier in my life I would go on roller coasters, but I never really would say I enjoyed them. I would do it and I would kind of tough them out and stuff because I just, people would want to go and I'd say, okay, I can handle that, I can do that. Um, but the reason I consider it kind of what it means so much to me with this is because it's not being on the roller coaster. It's not the fear of what could happen to me, but it's almost the, the fear of what it brings up in me. You know, it's that, um, you know, <laughs> when you're on that roller coaster and you're getting up to that top hill of the very, it's right there. There's really absolutely no control. There's nothing you can do about anything that comes up in your body or whatever. There's really nothing you can do about it. You're going to do that drop and, you know, and you're going to either, you know, tough it out or you're going to just be able to sit with it. And so I think earlier in my life, I fought this stuff. I resisted it so much. I would just tough it out and I would say, okay, I can handle, I can do this. But there's something I think that happens in us as we go in our practice that allows us to maybe soften that a little bit. And it's so it's not so, um, those fears aren't so uncomfortable in us. It's just like a natural sensation. And I think that the hard, so it's such a hard thing approaching our, our emotions and our, um, especially things that are hidden because we, for years, I mean, we've been brought up to not do this. I think, um, 
uh, sensations. I think we have an aversion to sensations, you know, especially maybe it's somewhat cultural, but, you know, I think it just as human beings, we're averse to like what, you know, Jesus, I don't want to feel that. I'd rather, you know, do whatever not to have to feel that. And so I, th I think that uh, that's why, to me, I thought this was such an important topic. And there's a way, I think, of getting to the point where maybe we don't have such a resistance to so what things that come up in us. And I think it takes a lot of work. And I was thinking back a couple of weeks ago where we had a Dharma talk, a Bhante Sankhi talk, and we talked about the brain. Um, it was a short talk about, you know, he talked about how our brain processes things that come in. And he was saying that, you know, of course, there, there's been a lot of studies on meditation practice and everything, but he was, he was talking about how um, we can actually rewire the brain. We can rewire the neural pathways in the brain. And so when something comes into our brain, it actually comes through a different pathway. So it doesn't go through the more reactive part of our, our, um, our brain. It comes through more of a rational part of our brain. So it shows that like maybe with our practice that there's a practical um, reason for our practice, what we do. It actually physically changes us. It maybe can physically rewire the brain. I mean, what a cool idea. What a cool thought. But, you know, I was thinking of that, like, all this stuff when I read this, I think it's so fascinating. But the problem is, I think, with it, you still have to do all the work. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's great. It's good to know this. But you think about, like, years ago, I mean, all the practitioners, they didn't know what they, we know about the brain now. But they still practiced, and they worked, and they had a nice meditation. You know, it was nice to be able They could transform themselves. But I think it's nice to know that there's an actual nice with scientific, you know, us in our in the modern age, scientifically to know that this is maybe what happens in our brain. So I, um, but that's still the process. Said, still have to go through it. We still got to deal with all these things. So I'm thinking along the way, and I, I'm sure all of you have done this, and I think of how we are in, in, in how we live our lives. And, and we live our lives through, um, you know, a lot of thinking and, you know, ideals and uh, belief systems and opinions. And we're thinking, I mean, our whole life we're built up and we think this is what our life is and this is who we are. And, you know, at one point I think in my life I so, I so, um, uh, what's the word I want? I, I so, um, I thought so highly of belief systems, and I thought, wow, that's something to really admire, you know, a strong belief system, you know, strong opinions and everything. But in reality, I mean, I think, you know, we have to live in the world, we, we have to work with what we have. But in reality, I think this is actually probably the exact opposite of what we want in ourselves. It's probably not a good idea to have really strong beliefs about things and really strong um, opinions and everything. Because if we do, it seems like there's really no way to really see things clearly. We can't really see ourselves clearly. I don't think we really can. We can't view our emotions and things that come up really clear. And I think in, in going beyond that, we can't even uh, see that in other people. 
So I was thinking of like in my life, how the, the times I've um, always had techniques to deal with things that have come up. You know, there's techniques we have and we call, call them tools. And at times they're more, I think in some of mine were pretty primitive tools dealing with my emotions and everything. And along the way they've, you know, it's nice I've developed other tools to deal with when other things came up. But um, uh, the problem is it's, it's still just a, um, it's a technique and it's, it, it only can take us so far. And it seems as like if we progress maybe in our practice that we can start dropping some of these techniques and some of these tools that, that have held so dearly on us. That it, but it got us through the time and it was really good maybe at that time. But maybe we don't need those so much anymore. It's kind of like when the Buddha crossed the river and he took the boat, he crossed the river, he left it on the other side, and he says, once you cross the river, you don't take that boat with you and you don't carry it with you. So there's a point, I think, in our life that maybe um, as we progress, we can actually look at ourselves and our unconsciousness with maybe not so much of this background that we have. And I mean, I know this for years. I mean, I've had such <laughs> such strong beliefs and such strong opinions about things and everything, of course, like everyone else. And I think how ridiculous I was to think that, you know, how much, how strongly I hold on to those. And I mean, Jesus, you can go on the social media and you can see that, oh my God, I mean, everyone thinks their opinions are, you know, this is it. This is what the world is. You know, this is, and, um, but it actually, it got us to that point. And I think that's really good. So I want to think um, something else that one of the monks said in one of the other Dharma talks, Monte Rahula said, um, when our emotions come up and thoughts, anything that comes up, feelings, thoughts, is the word he used, and I love this word so much when he said it, was acknowledge them. And he didn't say accept or whatever. And I, I mean, accept, I like the word accept, but I mean, acknowledge seems so non-judgmental. So it seems like when you, when you acknowledge something, because let's face, a lot of things that come up from our unconscious aren't exactly the most pleasant. We don't always have the most pleasant thoughts and the most pleasant feelings. So um, uh, acknowledge seems to be so good. I love that word. Like, gosh, acknowledge, okay, I, can, I think I can acknowledge this and you know, move on from there. So that's basically a lot of what I wanted to talk about. And, and there is one other um, part of this that uh, another thing that I've heard so many times in the past, and uh, I don't remember how many of the monks have said this, but we live in this world, but we're not of this world. And that was kind of like what I was thinking about before, you know, like the, you know, the world I've created, the world we've all created of our thoughts and our ideals and our, our beliefs and, and, and opinions. And it seems that that's what we think life is and that's what we think who we really are. And this isn't really who we are. I mean, that's, it's, it's weird when you think about it. I mean, now I, that, now that doesn't sound, bad to me. I mean, now that sounds pretty normal to me. But I mean, years ago, that would have said, what the heck are you talking about? That doesn't mean, that's not who we are. So I think that's where I'd like to bring this to a close and kind of, um, 
That was probably about the last thing I wanted to say. Obviously, I probably had a lot of other things come up. They always do. Whenever I talk, I think, oh, man, I, I forgot to say that. I really wanted to say that, but I didn't. But, um, but so, I mean, I appreciate your time. I'm, uh, thank you, Bonte, for asking me. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I. And that can be, it's, it's kind of uncomfortable because, you know, it's like. I agree. Not, you know, I know. This is the way things are going to be, and this is the way, you know, it's like we'll follow this path and we'll go off the path. But really, there. I know, it's, it's always words are, it's, words are always hard sometimes, you know. That's pretty unusual. I think of like, you know, sometimes you forget the, the slow transformations and stuff. They happen so slowly, you forget like, wow, I really used to think that way or I used to really, you know, feel that way or believe that so strongly. And now and it's like, oh, not, not so much. It's, I use the, sometimes I use the analogy, you know, you, you climb the mountain, you know, when you think you get to the top of the mountain, you're going to have all the answers. And you realize there's a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Thank you. Along the same lines, uh, our language has articles that probably each language is in. We are used to thinking of the truth as opposed to a truth. And there's a big difference. Yeah. I think we I agree. Truth here. Yeah. I agree. I, I've been. I was very uncomfortable. Change has been very uncomfortable, but so rewarding. But it's it's here. Gosh, it's a lot of work. And I, and and it, whenever you say that a lot of work, it's it's not like a negative thing. It's just the reality of it. Is this is really a lot of work? And you're willing to put in the time and the effort, and you know it really does have quote unquote rewards. I guess if you want to say. Um, it's very humbling, yes. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, thanks, I appreciate it. That was uh, really not so painful. <laughs> okay, thanks so much, Bill. For Thank you, Bhante. Wonderful Dhamma talk. I hope you learned something from his talk. And uh, I really appreciate your participation. Thanks so much for coming. And uh, so a few announcements, actually. So most of you know we are having our... Biggest celebration next month, uh, Saturday, May 13th. 
uh, we call Buddha Day celebration. The all over the world, uh, every May, full moon day, it is May 5th, uh, people are celebrating Buddha's life, Buddha's birth, enlightenment, and his, uh, we call, uh, passing away. <clears throat> it's a huge celebration. So we are celebrating here every May 2nd Saturday. Uh, it's 13th, 4 to 7. So please, if you have time, please come. We are going to have wonderful inside events like some traditional dancings and other um, beautiful events. And also we are going to have a parade outside. So you can bring your f- uh, family, your kids, and it's going to be a nice event. So the second one is... Most of you know we are having a booth at the Woodstock Farmers Market. So we are going to start uh, sell some Sri Lankan food every Saturdays. Uh, we are having some preparations, uh, food preparations uh, tomorrow and uh, Friday. If you like to come and help us for the preparations, you can talk to Tessa and you can come and help us. And also, uh, uh, every month, not not every month, every week, Friday, we are doing a clean clean up, uh, big clean up the temple. So if you if you are free Saturday, uh, Fridays, 10 to 12, please come and you can help us to clean the temple, and uh, so we can make this place always nice and neat. So uh, I'm inviting you f- uh, for all uh, to come on Friday to help us. Mm, what did I miss? So that's it actually. So tomorrow we have meditation, uh, Bhante Sujat, if you do not know him, our head monk, he's here and he's doing uh, tomorrow 7 to 8 Dhamma talk. And 5.30 we have a refuge recovery meeting. So there are many events happening. And uh, please uh, come and help us. Okay. Thank you so much. You have a beautiful day. <laughs>